Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport. The leader in motorsport safety starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Lead Lap Radio coming to you live from K1 Speed in Concord, North Carolina. If you're wondering what happened to the stock car show, it's the same show. We just renamed it. It's now Lead Lap Radio. Happy to have you aboard. This is um, kind of a last-minute situation for us. We had the opportunity to... Really came together yesterday. Yeah, like I said, last minute. <laughs> it's about as last minute That's as it gets. Had the opportunity to come and broadcast live from their second annual charity invitational race. We've got several drivers in there running qualifying races with some of the locals. It's a lot of fun and uh, a great cause, and we'll tell you more about it as we go. My name is Tom Baker. Chris Murdoch, who normally kind of hides in our tech shed at the Race Chaser studio, uh, just punching the video buttons is kind of doing Still doing the same thing double duty tonight he's come out in front of the camera and uh he'll be joining me tonight to co-host we've got randy miller back at the race chaser studio in mooresville north carolina just doing uh the audio production and we may hear from randy as we go as well on the show and hoping to hear from some of the drivers that are here uh the format's kind of crazy here but we're going to try to catch them between races and um, give you a chance to hear from some of the guys who will be participating at charlotte coming up this coming weekend uh we know that spencer smith is here jonathan heitzman is here and spencer, spencer boyd spencer, is gonna... spencer boyd i should say not spencer smith well, yeah spencer, spencer boyd, boyd is, is gonna... here and you know what jonathan uh heitzman from k1 we said look just keep us full of drivers well here's here comes spencer awesome. boyd yeah what's now, up guys what's going hey on? we're just chilling man have you yeah. raced yet nope i'm in heat too okay so, um i don't know if it's a stacked heat or not but i'm starting <laughs> p2 so uh you know uh so you finished last nice. year in the whole event wasn't it yeah it was it was it was good it was good to me yeah. last year but <laughs> it it's a stout field this oh, time yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens, but racing for charity is always a blast. Oh, yeah. It's great to have you on the show, and it, this is funny because you're actually going to be in studio with us uh, for the uh, Motorsports Madness show coming up as well. So on yeah. um, two shows this week, we're I giving you a lot that. of publicity. Yeah, man. <laughs> Checks in the mail. Yeah, well, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and for those of you who don't know, he was just doing his podcast right next to us. So yeah. yeah. How's, how's that been going? You're... It's fun. You know, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, just talking about racing. You yeah. know, I grew up a race fan, uh, lucky to be doing it, and lucky to be in the truck series for Young's Motorsports. But um, it's nice to talk to people about racing and just kind of forget about the fact that I drive and just talk about from a fan right. aspect, and that's been fun. Tell us a little bit about uh, the, the transition this year that you made to Young's Motorsports. You went, in theory, back a step from the Xfinity Series to the gander outdoors truck series almost had to put a dollar in the jar there but i saved yeah. it um but really for you i feel like it wasn't really a step back at all because you 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 got yourself in a really nice situation with two teammates that are as talented as you are talk a little bit about how the season's been going so far yeah well for me um going from xfinity to trucks a lot of people think that's a step back and you just got to look at what equipment you're in and what opportunities are out there and you're constantly looking for the best opportunity. It doesn't matter if it's Daytona or Miami. You're always trying to find the best situation for yourself. This is a team sport, but at the end of the day, you got to look out for yourself. And uh, I was real fortunate to get the opportunity to go truck racing. I think it fits my style. 
Um, look, this year's been ups and downs, you know. Uh, we came out of the gate, fourth place at Daytona. Yeah. Huge run. Uh, we got great Speedway stuff. Myself, uh, just learning these mile and a half. You know, there's a lot to learn to be good. Um, it's one thing to go out there and lay down laps and be average, you know. But mile and a half, you have to find that extra that extra two tenths, extra three tenths. That makes the difference. And I'm able to do that more this year because I'm able to stay with the pack, stay with some good guys and learn. Last year in the Xfinity stuff, it was constantly, you know, move over and, you know, it's tough. So uh, I'm having fun. I'd give us a, a C plus right now, B minus. But um, some weeks I'm like, this is an A plus. But Charlotte, <laughs> we lost six spots on a final restart. You know, that's just uh, our lane didn't move and I uh, need to be a little more aggressive. But you, you've obviously, you know, there's got to be a learning curve to that. You know, going from the Xfinity or getting your mindset back into driving a truck. What has that been like? Yeah. Well, I didn't have a lot of experience truck racing. I had ran like five truck races before my Xfinity stuff. Uh, so they drive a lot different, uh, a lot of side force, a lot of down force. you got to really trust the truck. It's on the ragged edge all the time. And um, I've, like I said, I think it fits my style, but it is a learning curve. And then just learning how to pass the air. Um, talking to my teammates, Gus, he's like, look, you know, the ARCA stuff, I was really good at these trucks. I'm struggling to pass people, and, uh, you know, it shows. We've all had our moments. Um, Dipple's really good at passing people. He's super aggressive, um, but sometimes you can overstep the boundary and things. So right now I think uh, Dipple's probably leading our program over there at Young's. Um, I'm right there. We're 12th in points. Dipple's 11th. So, uh, you know, we're, we're fairly on the verge of the playoffs, which is good. Um, Young's Motorsports going to a three-truck team this year. Uh, that's a lot of a lot of personnel, a lot it of is. people. Yeah, um, takes a lot of trucks. So uh, Tyler Young working his butt off to make it happen, and I'm lucky to be driving one. He really does. Tyler works awfully hard. I want to talk about the difference between the Xfinity car and the truck in terms of the air, because everybody tells me that when you go from Xfinity to truck, the difference is you really notice the side draft side force a lot more in the trucks than you do in the Xfinity cars. It's kind of a completely different animal, isn't it? Even yeah. though it's still NASCAR national series on a lot of the same tracks. Yeah. So, I mean, Chicago and a truck is totally different than Chicago and an Xfinity car. And, um, the Xfinity car it's on the edge and it doesn't feel like it's got the side force. So it's very unstable. Um, you get in a truck and it's got a lot of side force and it's super stable. You go in there and you lean on that and it just sits there and it's packing the air and you got this whole billboard, kind of like those super late models with the big plexiglass. So it feels really good, secure, you're heavy in the throttle, but you see people overstep it and boom, that's when they get in the wall. So it's a fine line. So that's the main difference, but racing people in a truck, it just wants to spin out. You get underneath someone and your right front's at their left rear and it just wants to bring you around. You just get loose if you're the guy on the inside. In the Xfinity car, it's not near as bad. So you have to tell yourself, especially coming from Xfinity, I have to approach this guy different, pass this guy different. And, um, you know, some days it works out, and some days uh, you see what happened to Natalie Decker and my teammate, uh, the O2 at Kansas. Yeah. You have to know what you're racing. And sometimes if you go in there, you might take yourself out or you might lean on them and, and hit them. It's double-edged sword but you can't get stuck behind people because we're momentum racing so it's very tough truck racing i think produces one of the best races of the weekend i think everyone oh, yeah. can say I that do, I, I think it's the best racing of the weekend thank you opinion. yeah yeah i'm happy to be Hands part down. of it so as a fan you know i go back and i watch every truck race i watch all the xfinity and cup live but when i watch a truck race the side-by-side -side racing those restarts are uh, are incredible and you i really nuts sorry chris 
I just had to get that in. And you, like, and I really wanted to know because you know, from you know Kansas and Charlotte these past couple races, the speed you guys are carrying is insane and running two and three wide. How how has that been? Kind of keeping your cool and being up on the wheel and just. Well, it's been hot the past yeah. couple weeks, so, uh, <laughs> you know, you start to hit that, uh, the summer stretch is really going to hit us, you know, with uh, Gateway, my hometown, Iowa, um, we're going back to Texas here in a couple weeks, so it's going to be hot, and uh, like you said, you got to stay calm, and it's easy to get frustrated at people when you're momentum racing, you know, I compare this to go-kart racing, four-cycle motors, um, if someone just barely gets in your way, and you, you ruin the whole lap, yeah. and uh, when you're running, you know, 12th to 20th, those guys are so close on speed and so tight that when you let one guy by three more are coming. So, um, you really have to fight for your position. You hear the guys in the, um, cup car. I think it was after Kansas, Eric Jones threw the block on Clint Boyer. And he's like blocking has become something that happens lap after lap right. here in the cup series with this new package. And when you look at trucks, big spoiler, yeah. low horsepower cup, big spoiler, low horsepower. They're really driving the same. And, uh, Kyle Busch is the man. I mean, he took us to school here at Charlotte Motor Speedway. He was flying, um, and he's got a lot of seat time. He's an incredible race car driver. But at the end of the day, these trucks, like you said, carry a lot of speed through the corner. Yeah, it really is amazing. And that's why I said you guys are nuts. These restarts, you see three, four, even five wide at times. It's like, oh, my gosh, they're never going to make it. And most of the time you do, it's yeah. got to be crazy being out there in the middle of a pack on a restart like that. Yeah, a lot of give and take. You know, like I said, we lost a bunch of spots there. Uh, Johnny Sauter missed a shift, and that's unlikely um, when it comes to Johnny Sauter. He's really good. He's been yeah. doing this a long time. But it's competitive. you got to get those shifts right. There's a lot of things. And, you know, maybe it's not Johnny Sauter. He broke a transmission at Kansas. So um, you're fighting tooth and nail for every tenth, and it makes a big difference. But eye in the sky for me is Freddie. He's got a lot of experience at Cup, so uh, I trust him and lean on him a lot. That's good. It's going to be a, an interesting race, I think. You know, as you guys start getting into the heat of the summer, the championship and the playoffs start to become more and more on everybody's minds. And I, I feel like the series is generally a lot deeper more competitive this year than we've seen in a long time yeah i'd like to think that um you know because there's days uh and we finished 17th and i'm like man i drove my heart out and it's just one of those things um it's tough you know you see every couple years the xfinity series is really competitive trucks not next year trucks super competitive xfinity maybe a little easier yeah. um and i think that's where we're at right now but you got a lot of young teams doing well nice motorsports you know, oh, I'm yeah. not here to talk about other teams. I'm here to talk about myself. But when you look at it, small teams doing big yep. things. Um, the Silmore Motors helping out a lot. You saw these Motorsports get a win. Um, the 30 truck did great. So it gives guys like me hope. You know, I feel like I made a really good decision uh, going over to Young's Motorsports. And Tyler and I are super tight. And my crew chief, Panda, works really hard. So I think Young's Motorsports is learning. They're getting better. You haven't seen our full potential throughout the year, I think we'll be one of those small teams that are uh, charging hard at the end. I agree 100%. We're going to step aside when we come back. More with Spencer Boyd, if he can hang around, and much more to come here from K1 Speed. You're watching and listening to Lead Lap Radio. We'll be right back. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. 
Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Todd Gillant, and you're listening to Race Talk on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back. Yes, we are broadcasting live from K1 Speed in Concord, North Carolina. Second annual charity invitational race here. Uh, Spencer Boyd joined us in our first segment and then had to scoot because his heat race is starting. Yep. Uh, so he had to go and uh, strap strap in and put the helmet on and go racing. So we're going to... And it's so awesome to be able to, you know, with all of these drivers here, just be able to pick their brains about the respective series. Yeah. You, you really learn a lot when everybody's in one confined area with spencer we learned a lot about the side force and the truck and yep. how the package handles now versus everything else and for sure it's it's really cool to have this whole event and to be able to do it for charity is even better well i agree anything for charity is always a good thing and um we want to throw uh some shapes for 
the sponsors that help put this event on, RacingBids.com, uh, which is a great racing auction site. Uh, you should all check that out, RacingBids.com. Uh, Market Street Studios, which is a video production company, the NASCAR Racing Experience, Pepsi, Jets Pizza, Foster's Grill, which is located on Bruton Smith Boulevard, not uh, very far from here at all, and the Racing Warehouse uh, as well. So thanks to all of those folks for helping us to put this show on, and we'll uh, repeat that one or two more times during yep. the show because we enjoy promoting those who put these things on. So Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch here. We've got Randy Miller back in the studio and having some fun. We started um, to talk about last weekend at Charlotte, of course, uh, just coming off the first of two big weekends of racing. And just as soon as we start going there, Noah we get Gregson. Noah Gregson here. How about that? This is, I love these kind of, Noah brought his helmet too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's pretty awesome. That's cool. You got so, a microphone there, buddy. Make sure you're on. Yeah, he is on. Sure the on button. Okay. Hello. Good so, yeah. to see you, Noah. It's been a while since we've had it, yeah. you on our show and uh, good to see you here and nice looking helmet there. You got a big race coming up this weekend. Uh, talk a little bit about the Alsco 300 and talk about your season so far with Junior Motorsports. That's been, uh, it's been not the greatest, I wouldn't say. Uh, we struggle with speed, just just trying to work hard and figure out how to, I don't know, I feel like I am know how to drive these Xfinity cars. I ran second in my first race, and um, but there's always something to learn out on the racetrack, and so just trying to learn every chance I get and, uh, and try and get on the same page as my crew chief, Dave Ellens, and just do the best job I can do, really. Um, and so hopefully uh, hopefully those ones are going to start coming, but uh, we just we just need to get a little bit more speed in our, our switch Camaro. But overall, I've been having a good time so far this season, and uh, I don't know, just ready for Charlotte. It's going to be a hot one, 96 degrees yeah, for the race, for so sure. it's going to be uh, it's going to be a sweaty watery day inside the race car, sure. yes watery day what's what's the learning curve been like switching from you know Kyle Busch Motorsports over to Junior Motorsports how's it been getting to know the crew and and getting to work with those guys I feel like it's been really really good so far just uh I mean it's, they allow me to be myself I feel like and uh it just feels like home to me really I just feel normal over there and uh Everyone's really a family at Junior Motorsports. So with that being said, I think uh, I think the rest of this year is going to be a, a lot of fun. And it's already been these first 10 races have been a lot of fun. So it's just got to be um, just keep plugging away, trying to do the best job I can do. I feel like, uh, you know, you, it, every every step at the national level is a brand new challenge. And just like we were talking about with Spencer Boyd in the last segment about the truck series, a lot of competition in the Xfinity series this year and junior motorsports, whereas they've been one of the predominant teams in the past, along with Joe Gibbs racing and maybe Penske. Now you've got a couple of other teams like Ryan Sieg, for example, you know, drivers like that, that have stepped their game up a little bit. It makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, but talk a little bit about what it's like to transition up from one level to the other. It never gets any easier. No, it, there's definitely a lot of great drivers in the Xfinity series, and uh, felt like I would have had some better finishes this year. Just uh, stuff hasn't gone my way um, going into this season. I was really confident. Um, the first three races we ran last year with Gibbs, I had an average finish of 4.33. Yeah. So uh, finished second in my first one, qualified second at Dover. We just, I don't know, haven't 
been there 100 percent yet um, this year, but that doesn't mean we can we can stop working. It's just more fuel for the fire. And um, I know I have a great team behind me. Um, Dave Ellens, he's won the championship these past two years, and I know last year with Tyler Reddick, it didn't look pretty throughout the middle of the season, but when it counted, they uh, they got the job done. So that's what I'm looking forward to. It's kind of where I was going to go with that because I feel like it, it, it reminds me of so many other drivers who they, they kind of start slow but get better and better and better as the season goes on. And I feel like when it comes to the second half, once you've kind of hit all the tracks and gotten used to things a little bit, it, it should get easier for you. We know you have the talent to be there. Hopefully, that's that's the plan. It's just about communication and uh, and just trying to get our Camaros up front and uh, trying to get more speed in them. And, and that just all starts with the communication and just trying to get them dialed in, making the right adjustments throughout the weekend. And the better you can do that, the better you can be on the racetrack so it all translates. So so, so let's talk about the, the next race. You know, Charlotte, I knew you were there over the this past weekend, you know, just sort of hanging out. What do you sort of like about the racetrack? Is there is there anything that you can take from sort of watching everything that happened last weekend and apply or this past weekend and apply it? You know, the PJ one and all that stuff. Yeah, I went out there and um, a lot of guys are on vacation because they had the weekend off. But I took the time because I feel like I need to get better at that racetrack. I know we led a lot of laps there last year in the truck race and uh, we uh, we were pretty quick, but. Um, with that being said, I, I still feel like I can always learn something. And so I took the time out of my day to go over there and watch truck practice, see if I can learn a little bit with the PJ1. And they didn't really utilize it that much in truck practice. In the truck race, they did. And I watched my in-car. Um, that was Thursday night. I watched the in-car, and then I went to the racetrack um, Friday. And so I learned some stuff listening to Kyle Bush on the radio. Um, I was on the radio of my old team, which Kyle was driving for so. It's, uh, it's good. You can always learn something. Uh, it seems like from the truck drivers that I talked to last week that it took a long, long time for it to come in. But once it did, the, I had two or three of them later in the day and even one after the race that said they feel like the two races coming up this weekend are going to be outstanding because of it. Is that kind of what you got out of it, too? Um, I don't I don't know if I fully agree with that. I feel like just guys it's heat triggered and so guys weren't running in it there wasn't enough guys in practice but right as the race starts from the green flag it's it's activated because guys are running in it under caution laps it, it might take the first five laps to get activated but um it it starts right away same thing with bristol or, or places like that it takes the first five minutes of practice with guys running in it there's just no guys running it in practice that's why it didn't get activated okay but once it does get activated would the green flag pretty much drops guys will be up there just by being forced up there that's when it it starts to turn on like last year in the race um i went up there and lap seven and passed johnny Sauter on the top side and it's just a lot more throttle time and more throttle is more speed so um yeah that's how i feel about it works for me could you could can you believe has it really sunk in that you made it all the way to Xfinity? I mean, I'm sure growing up this was your dream, but can you believe that you finally made it to this level? Um, I don't I don't know if this will come off the wrong way, but it, it's always been my dream to. I mean, when I was racing legend cars, I was I was actually talking about this with my buddy Riley Herbst and my buddy Zane the other day. Um, it's it was always our dream, and we always looked up to the guys racing trucks and xfinity and we're like man like even even the k&m pro series i remember riley and i we used to always look up to dylan kwasneski when he 
race Canaan yep. East and Canaan West. And we're like, man, like if we could race that, that'd be like, that'd be bad to the bone. Like that's big time, you know? And then, then you get to that level as a race car driver and it doesn't feel much different. And then you get the opportunity to move up in the truck series and the opportunity to move up to the Xfinity series. And it, it feels normal to me. It, it doesn't feel like I've made it, made any progress. It just feels like I'm going out to, to race on the weekend. It, it might be a different car at faster racetracks, but I feel like I'm the same guy and I'm just, I don't know. It just feels normal to me. It doesn't feel like anything special. So I don't know if that's good or bad. And I want to talk about what you sort of just hit on there a little bit, you know, cause I feel like friends are so important in, in the sport and with, you know, Riley and Zane, you guys have pretty much come up through it together. How, how has that been to be able to share that relationship with them and come up towards the same points and, and be with them throughout most of your career? It's, it's good to have uh, some buddies you can lean on who are kind of battling the same adversity you are. And um, I think we all three push each other to be better. And I know I might be, or not might be, I know we are goofballs a lot of the time, but um you only get so many opportunities at doing this kind of stuff. And yeah. so we're trying to have the most fun we can and while trying to get the job done. So um, just trying to spend as much time at the shop as possible, earning the respect from the guys, learning about the race cars. And then uh, and then when we're away from the racetrack and the race shop, then, then we hang out and we talk and we push each other to, to be better. Well, you definitely uh, – I, I have no doubt, Noah, that uh, before – the end of the season we're going to see you up battling for wins there's just no question in my mind that's going to happen uh certainly wish you the best of luck at the alsco 300 this weekend we'll be there to to watch and and uh hopefully we'll see you in the media center after it's over i hope so knock on wood i'm, I'm gonna try my best who uh who helps you out to put all this together and make it happen for you um really just junior motorsports switch armor cessna those are the, the big partners this year. And then Chevrolet, they've been really good to me. And then uh, just thankful to have a, a family who supports me and that's able to come to the racetrack. And uh, so my mom and dad, they, uh, they support me a lot, just as emotional support and everything. So um, just really thankful to be here and just having a good time doing it. Well, I know that uh, you're enjoying what you're doing here at K1, and it's all for a great cause, which is always a cool thing. Noah, thanks for stopping by and chatting with us for a little bit. Look forward to getting you back in the studio at some point. We'll certainly see you this weekend at Charlotte. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Thank Noah you. Gregson. We're going to step aside. We've got more of Lead Lap Radio coming up on the Performance Motorsports Network and Facebook Live right after this. Thank you. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. 
HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to what was formerly known as the Stock Car Show. It's now League Lap Radio here on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media's Facebook Live. Tom Baker and Chris Murdoch joining you from K1 Speed in Concord, the second annual charity invitational. And we've uh, had a blast talking to some of the racers that are here competing against the locals. Uh, and Joey Gates now joining us on our set. And it's good to have Joey back. It's been a while since we've had a chance to chat with him in studio. So uh, good to catch you at least here at K1. And I know you're having a good time. You said you just finished second in your heat, despite the fact that you weren't very fast time-wise. So, hey, you take whatever you can get, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I finished second and only, I think, had the fifth fastest time out of seven. But I had the most consistent or best average lap time. So I guess that's... Uh, Consistency is key. So that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so for for those watching and listening, what's it like to race a go-kart here at K1? Uh, It's a lot of fun. They're electric, so there's there's no fumes. And uh, this track, compared to last year, has a lot more grip. So I was uh, surprised by it. I uh, I haven't raced here since the event last year. 
But uh, it's a lot of fun out here. You know, anytime you can get behind the wheels and, and race something, it's fun. Did they put PJ1 down out there, too? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> so talk about uh, your season so far this year. You've uh, uh, had an opportunity, obviously, to continue to, uh, to run in the Xfinity Series and also uh, some cup starts. Talk a little bit about how 2019 has treated Joey Gase so far. Yeah, so far, unfortunately, it's been a, a big struggle for us. From We've had a, a lot of bad luck from mechanical failures to the fuel cans not working and putting uh, fuel in the car. So we've, I mean, we've had speed, but we've just had a lot of times bad luck like that happened. Um, so we, Richmond was a good weekend for us. Daytona was a good weekend for our Xfinity side. But other than that, it's uh, it's been a lot of bad luck. <laughs> so we're uh, we're hoping this weekend that'll that'll start the change for us. And I sort of want to talk about this past weekend, you know, at Charlotte and everything that happened there. Obviously, the package was different, but you still got some cup time running the open. You know, what was it like sort of driving that track after, you know, all the practice and qualifying and all that yeah. stuff? Did, did you feel the PJ1 as you were driving in the open? Or Yeah, you can definitely feel the grip up there for sure. Um, and, and I like it. You can use it as a tool if you're not handling very well either way. So it's uh, – I definitely – liked it in the, the the new package it was it was different but not wasn't a huge difference so the good news was uh you could actually use it for a little bit uh, of a test so my car we had all kinds of problems with it timmy's car he actually didn't really have any so uh and we're, we're running the 600 uh, this weekend so i'm actually going to race timmy's car and uh, timmy's just doing going to do the xfinity race so it's uh, it was definitely good to go so we could you know get at least the bugs worked out of his car and see we had any so we could pick which which car we're going to go and like i said the package was different but wasn't a huge difference so we don't expect this setup to change a, a whole lot compared to like what you saw last year where it's complete different packages from the all-star to the 600 do you feel like at least the package it seemed like it, it was closer it seemed like it allowed a little bit more of the guy behind to be able to run the guy in front down and actually pass him as compared to last year, we kind of saw that it seemed like they could get there, but couldn't really, couldn't really pass. Did, did, did it, did the package that you ran this year help or it, about the same? Yeah, I mean, the package that they ran in the all-star last year was different than anything we ran this year. Like it was, right. it was close. It took bits and pieces of it. Um, so this year you have a hundred more horsepower than what you had last year. Um, the ducks are a little bit different and spoilers and all that. So it's, uh, I mean, I didn't run the All-Star last year, but it's uh, you weren't grouped together as much because you had more power. But uh, it was definitely, I think the fans really enjoyed it. And I saw uh, Jeff Gluck always does a poll, and 91% of the fans liked it, where I think last year was only 70%. So that was that was good. And, and one thing that, you know, makes that race so exciting, it was a million dollars, the package. But on top of that, the stages and everything are so short. So it's not everyone always sometimes say, well, the racing are so boring or whatever. The drivers don't care. It's not that we're not racing hard. It's just that we got to be smart about it. But when you got 10 laps to go, then it's like a short track race. It's the same type of thing. But when you have 600 miles, you can't go destroy your car on lap five. It just doesn't doesn't work like that. So that was another thing that I think made the racing really exciting was how short everything was. And, you know, this year across all three series, we've seen – smaller teams do a lot better than you know previous years what do you take away does that give you you hope that you know 
if you guys get everything down that's been going wrong with the bad luck, that you guys can have the speed and eventually start getting some of those better finishes? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, there's there's a lot of different reasons why you're you're seeing that. It's kind of funny, actually. Like, so <clears throat> on the Xfinity side, you basically have five less big teams. Yeah. So automatically, the teams that were running, the mid teams that were running 20th, now they're running 15th. Yeah. So it looks better, but they're running probably about the same. But now there's not as many big teams in front. Yeah. And you know, you know, you'll hear people say, "Well, that's so bad that these big teams are shutting down," which it's probably not good. But at the same time, if there's no Hendricks, there's no Penske or anything like that, and there's a bunch of NBN Motorsports or Jimmy Means Racing, and all those teams are the same. The racing would honestly be better. So, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like Hendrick and all those guys. It's great that they're here. But when, they're, when their budgets are $30 million on the cup level and ours is $500,000, they have a pretty big advantage. I so. think a lot of people would agree that, you know, taking the cup equipment out of Xfinity could produce a lot better racing. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of – there are a lot of us that look at it and say, well, you know, when you have – the Xfinity races um, where there aren't any cup drivers. And again, it's it's that back and forth, right? Because, you know, you always want to beat the best, but at the same time, from an entertainment value, you know, it's the races where there's less cup or the, the big teams aren't there. It gives the Ryan Siegs and the JD Motorsports and, you know, teams like yours the opportunity to get a little bit of the spotlight. Right. And I think that obviously has to help your branding and marketing side. Right. right. And I, and like, I can't speak for everybody, but most of us like, yeah, heck yeah. I want to go race against Kyle Busch sure. and Kevin Harvick, but I would just really like it if they're racing the same car I was racing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. So, and yes, we do learn from them and you want to say you, you beat the best of the best, but, uh, it's, uh, that's, that's the way I look at it at least. And I do think they should be able to come down and race with us on an unlimited budget. Just like uh, now it sounds like, you know, I've been doing some truck races here and there for, for smaller teams, helping them out. And uh, now it sounds like I might not be able to go do those for when they have their kind of dash free cash races. So it's, uh, you know, it's kind of the same for everybody. And now I'm kind of feeling how those guys feel. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I think that's what we all sort of think is like, look, we don't mind if the drivers run a few, but they should, like you said, it shouldn't be the cup teams and their big budgets and their technology and all that used to be Dale Earnhardt. And those guys would go run Bush series races, but they built their own stuff in their own shop. And it didn't yeah. have, you know, it wasn't such a huge advantage, right. Yep. you know, and a lot more short track racing back in those days yeah. too. And I think that sort of made it easier to keep everybody kind of together. But, um, but you, it seems like you're, you guys are going in the right direction. And I feel like this package has had to help you somewhat on the cup side. Yeah, it, it, it hasn't, it hasn't. Um, it's definitely helped most of the smaller teams. Our team so far, it hasn't, just because uh, <clears throat> we, our team wasn't really planning on doing a lot of cup races this year. Oh, okay. Um, but, and then we kind of just came up on it and saw the opportunity, so then we said, okay, we're going we're gonna to do a handful. And uh, it's like with one example would be, so like uh, Rick where they're able to go get a lot of the 95 cars from last year, which really stepped up program where we're still racing the same cars that Carl had three or four years ago and okay. uh, with, with with this package one thing you want to do is put angle in your pan you have a huge pan now um, for example we can't really get a lot of angle in our pan because the old style of cars or how the rules were you didn't have as big as pan and then you want the weight as low as possible which you still want that but now it's more important to have angle in the pan so they're actually 
cut up your suspension and and move all that stuff up where we're not able to do that. So that's just little things like that that a lot of people don't know. We're not saying that we can't do that, but we just don't have the funds or it's a big risk if you cut up your car and not everything's going to fit the same. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and what do you sort of focus on as a team when you guys go to the track? What's it like working with Timmy? Because obviously, like you mentioned earlier, you guys you know, kind of gauge the weekend to see, okay, well, this is what we'll do next weekend. What do you guys focus on at the track, and, and what do you guys focus on when you guys are at the shop during the week? Yeah, I mean, it's for us, the, the guys in the shop, they're just keep, you know, building cars, building cars, just trying to keep up. But uh, it's, uh, I mean, if we improve every week, that's our goal, and especially to get to the end and, and finish. Um, I mean, our, our overall goal for the year was to try to get top 20 driver points. And uh, it's going to be really tough where we are right now to do that. Um, but we, we still got that chance. Yeah. And that's uh, and the competition this year, it's fun. The competition at the top isn't as high as it has been in years past, but the competition in the middle is the highest it has been in a long time. So, like, when I came in the series in 2014, that was probably the, the worst we've ever finished per races. But <clears throat> there was only 24, 20 full-time drivers, so we got top 20 in points. For now, there's at least probably 27. Before we let you get out of here and get back to the racing side of things talk about donate life a little bit and talk about uh, who else helps you make all this happen yeah this uh for this charity race i'm racing for life share the carolinas which is the the local uh, organization here in north carolina in this area that handles the organ donation side and who's sponsoring us this weekend in charlotte and uh something that's really important right now there's about 110,000 people on the wait list nationwide passing away every day on the wait list and uh, my mom was an organ donor in 2011 that's my connection yep. and why i why i'm so passionate about it and uh, since that day i learned so much about it and how important it was and my mom was able to help 66 people so i want to honor all those affected by it and uh, hopefully get people to register but not only register also talk about it with with their loved ones as well well i can tell you that uh after I started paying attention to what you were doing with it. I immediately went and made sure that I got registered as an organ donor. And, and I know that that is an amazing uh, cause. And I want to thank you for all of the people that you've influenced in that positive way. Joey Gase, we always enjoy having you and talking to you. Good yeah, luck. Thank you very much. Tonight, I appreciate it. Good luck this weekend as thank well you. at Charlotte. Thank That's you. Joey Gase. And we're going to step aside. When we come back around the turn. We'll have more from K1 Speed and Concord. You're watching too, and watching and listening to Legal Happy Radio. We'll be right back. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. 
For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 this is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children name one of the leading killers of u.s children age 1 to 13 what's the best way to protect children in a car crash At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Zane Smith, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio continues here on Performance Motorsports Network and Facebook Live. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch on site at uh, K1 Speed in Concord, North Carolina. We've got Jonathan Heitzman with us. Jonathan is one of the bosses here at K1. We don't want to say the big boss, but... Yeah, one I of don't the bus. Yeah, we won't. Uh, we won't go there. But uh, also is the founder and owner, correct, of RacingBeds.com. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about that. We've got Randy Miller back at our Race Chaser Studios, handling the audio production and keeping us on the air. Chris is doing the same thing on the video side from here. Jonathan, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks for letting us come out and have some fun here. We. We're having a great time. This is a really cool event. Talk a little bit about the charity side of it and, and specifically how that works. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, you know, thank you for letting me ha- uh, come on the show. And it's your mic up on- there. Oh, there I'm sorry. I got to talk <laughs> a little closer. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so, no, we uh, when we started this event, this is our second year. Uh, we wanted to definitely have something where we could give back. Um, but also we couldn't really figure out what charity we wanted to do. So there's millions and millions of charities out there. Maybe not millions. I know hundreds of them, but anyways, um, so we couldn't really figure out which we wanted to do. So we said, well, let's give it up to the drivers. And I think that's been a big response. Uh, as you can see, I think you've had a couple drivers on tonight that talked about their charities and, um, I, I think it gets them more involved. I think, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Spencer Boyd is not only if he wins tonight, he's going to take what we're giving that thousand plus dollars. Uh, could last year we did fifteen hundred, but whatever he wins tonight, he's adding on five hundred dollars of his own money. So that was kind of the wow. cool kickback yeah. of, um, you know, it, drivers are coming out here to have a good time, and we've got fans that came out, did silent auctions and raffles, and helped helped raise money for the winner. So um, I think it's awesome, and uh, we're we're ready for round three. 
Well, I know the feature is coming up pretty yeah. soon, so <laughs> yeah, hopefully yeah. we I can forgot. have you for most of the segment at least. But, yeah. uh, but you you also started RacingBids.com. Talk a little bit about what that is. Yeah, so um, I jumped on board for the title sponsor because I'm also doing the, all this work on the event. But at the same time, we uh, I was always afraid that we wouldn't raise $1,000. So I put my money where my mouth is, and I said, if we don't raise $1,000, I will come up with that $1,000. Um, luckily, last year, we, I didn't have to worry about that. But also, we gave out T-shirts, and I've, a bunch of that merchandise that was on donation was mine. Uh, the Racing Warehouse gave a bunch as well, Foster's Grill. A lot of great partners that donated. Um, but for racing bids, yes, we, um, we're, we're there Tuesday and Thursday night, Facebook Live. Uh, with die cast photos, everything you can think of NASCAR related collectibles. We do live auctions. If you've never seen a live auction on Facebook, definitely check it out. It's a new experience. Um, we're, uh, we need that video equipment you got. So <laughs> we might have to rent you guys out, but, uh, no, um, it's, it's a fun time. It, it's a great group of people. We've actually got, I don't know, uh, probably 10 or 12 different people all across the country that are here tonight with racing mids that I would have never got to meet. So it's a great community of uh, race fans. And, and talk about the response of that, because obviously memorabilia in the sport we're in is huge. Mm -hmm. What's it been like, you know, having all of that and sort of doing the, the live auction sort yeah. of thing? What's the energy been like? So, you know, it's funny is the first person that told me, they said, are you crazy? Like, this is a dying thing. Mm. Well, you know, it's funny is I, I put a little entertainment, a little twist. And, you know, as far as the, the merchandise itself, I've always been a collector and I've always loved it. So I, I enjoy it. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it, it was it was a passion of mine, and uh, I found a bunch of other people that had the same passion. That that's what's really cool about it. So that's awesome. I, I see. I don't think. I feel like we see at the national level. You go to a NASCAR race, you don't see as many people buying stuff. But I don't feel like it's because they don't want to. I feel like it's because the way that it's been presented in recent times just hasn't been the same as the old, you know, individual driver collectible trailers and that kind of yeah. thing and i know that you know some of it's just lack of familiarity with some of the drivers that are running now i think it's just in that period but i don't think it's that people don't want to collect this stuff because i still see people all the time showing off their latest you know blast from the past or you know whatever it could be a current one um are you seeing a lot of people who are wanting stuff that's older? Because I feel like that's still yeah. very much in vogue. So, so, yeah, for the most part, um, older stuff can get to uh, – it just depends on what it is. Um, I mean, yeah, I have people that still want Dale Earnhardt Sr., which sometimes in my mind is like, holy cow, like that's crazy. <laughs> but at the same time, there's those collectors out there that only want Dale Earnhardt Sr., um, we have a big mixture of that, and that's that's why is because there's those collectors that do Dale Senior. Right. There's there's collectors that have uh, Donnie Allison. I mean, I mean, but he's awesome guy by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, great. yeah. They won't, we'll, we won't jump subjects, but anyways, I mean, still some of the older guys that you know you necessarily don't see at the track, obviously every week and. Um, but now uh, we actually signed with an, a company that's doing a consignment. Uh, so we're doing, we do most of a lot of consignment. So we signed a uh, consignment partner 
and they nice. have all newer uh, stuff. So it's all newer 2017, 18 uh, autographed, COA'd. Um, so you'll see them on there. Um, I mean, it's no hide, it's pristine auctions, and uh, it was just a leading, a leading brand for uh, sports memorabilia, racing, everything. So we um, we've had them going on. Um, half of our auctions now so it's a bunch of newer stuff but then we have that older stuff that's for everybody so and i, I want to get back to the event now because the feature's getting ready yeah to roll off you can see him pacing behind us yeah. back there you've that, got that's a big got, field you've got the the crowd what has today been like you know to have the drivers take their time you know during a busy week because there's a lot going on this week to come out here for charity and put on that race and you've even had some return people from last year's event so. yeah we've had a ton of people that came up to me and said hey jonathan sorry i didn't necessarily know who they were but after they talked to me and said hey i remember we talked about, and i was like oh okay and that was awesome to know that we got the return customers and yep. these people definitely um the drivers themselves they're having a ball out there and it's there it shows in their two three wide racing and you can kind of see it a little bit behind us that yeah. they're going full white knuckle racing out there <laughs> yeah. so it's uh it's no a great driver time. wants to lose no 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 it's and plus a thousand plus dollars on the line for their charity yeah they want to be able to win that for their charity um and if it's, it's trackers or wreckers when it comes down to the last final laps here in this feature yeah talk about k1 in general a little yeah. bit because uh, you know, obviously we're here and there's a lot of stuff that goes on all week and every day here at K1. What can you do? What do you offer to people who want to come in? Maybe have a party or, you know, some yeah. sort of event, that kind of thing. So call me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Parties, Maybe. <laughs> parties, events. I'm the guy here in Concord. Um, if you guys are not local, please let me know still. I can get you hooked up with our uh, corporate headquarters. We've got a whole sales team out of California. Um, but, hey, I can still sell in Atlanta and Florida and everywhere we have locations, 45-plus locations. I Wow. We, we're growing. We're actually we're in uh, North Korea or South Korea, whatever. Whichever, wow. Which one's the – Yes, <laughs> the good South one, Korea. South Korea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why yeah. I said North Korea. This that, is live thing. It's, it's, that's okay. It's good. Racing bids is live, so I do it, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, and I and blow it, it somehow. This but. is this is a great atmosphere too. I found myself throughout the entire show, just looking around at all the memorabilia yeah. and all the photos and we everything. Have, You've got stuff from Michigan. You've got Dale mm-hmm. Dale Jr.'s you know Batman car and Jimmy Johnson's Superman car. It's just so crazy. Not only just the racing, but the the party atmosphere and the event atmosphere like you were talking about yeah you normally these lights are off we have them on for you guys obviously but when these lights are off we get the music going it is it's almost like a club that kids can come into so we're a family environment uh 45 mile per hour electric go-karts for adults and 35 mile per hour for juniors so it's really an environment for everybody as long as you're over 48 inches you can come in like i said we're all over the place uh this one here, Concord, we're only a couple minutes from the track. So if you're coming in for the week, definitely a good place to stop. We uh, we appreciate the gesture of turning the lights on. <laughs> we, but our audience knows we look much better in the dark. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Way, but uh, uh, Joey Gase was talking about how he feels like the track has more grip 
this year than they did last year. Did you guys sneak some of that PJ one out of Charlotte? Uh, I can't say because uh, <laughs> corporate might be listening. No, uh, we, we actually, so uh, we, we changed the track around a little bit from last year and uh, there is a little bit of something on there, but it just makes it a little bit faster and a little bit more. It's not that though. I can promise you that. <laughs> it's a secret. It's a secret. Ancient Chinese secret. It's a secret uh, formula. Just like the 11 herbs and spices. I don't think the Colonel's yet uh, <laughs> released that formula for KFC. Um, Jonathan, where can people, first of all, where can people find racing bids and, and yep. um, then talk a little bit about obviously K1 as well. Yeah. And uh, so, so we're on uh, Facebook, Twitter for Racing Bids. Um, it's racingbids.com on Facebook. Um, we're working on a little new website for Racing Bids, so it's a little outdated right Sweet. now. But um, yeah, so we've got check it us out, check us out on Facebook. That's our biggest platform. Uh, that's where all of our action happens. We have many auctions Monday through Friday on Facebook. Um, so many auctions are just basically where you can comment your bids, and they open up at 9 a.m. and close at 10 p.m. Uh, 9.50, for you guys will figure out <laughs> East if you Coast go. time? Uh, East Coast. We have to clarify that. Yeah, East Coast time, yes. National audience here. Yes, I forgot. I apologize. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> K1. Yes, so Quickly. K1 Speed, k1speed.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, social media, or uh, social media. Instagram. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm still getting too old. It's still it's counts. Still social media. It still counts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Instagram. I'm getting too old for that though. I, I'm there's, you hit a certain. Me too. <laughs> I was too old when it started. Jonathan, thanks for dropping by. We know you got a lot of stuff to yes. do. We appreciate you having us. So we're going to step aside, be back with more of lead lap radio now, uh, right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up! You can do something else. Information technology... I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. 
but it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap Radio here on the Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media's Facebook Live. Tom Baker and Chris Murdoch coming to you live from K1 Speed and Concord, where behind us... The there's feature a is feature live. race going on. And there's a it's a big field too. I uh, just saw Noah Gregson go by. Spencer Boyd. Yeah, we've so. got a number of drivers here racing against some of the locals. It's all for charity. The drivers obviously want to win as you heard Jonathan Heitzman in yeah. the last segment talk about. They all want to win for the One charity. grand up thousand, for grabs. Yeah, minimum. $1000 minimum. So it should be uh should be a great race. We hope that um, everybody that's here is enjoying it. We're enjoying talking to you, of course, as we do every Monday night. Um, quick mention again for the sponsors from this event, uh, RacingBids.com, Market Street Studios, video production company, NASCAR Racing Experience, Pepsi, Jets Pizza, which we had some of earlier this evening, Foster's Grill, the home of the cheeseburger. That's right over here on Bruton Smith Boulevard on your way to Charlotte Motor Speedway, and the Racing Warehouse as well, all helping to make this particular event happen and um, we've heard from a number of different drivers over the course of the first hour. We start the second hour now talking about racing and about what um, went on at Charlotte this past weekend. Um, you heard Joey Gase talk a little bit about the package and Spencer Boyd talk about the truck race a little bit. Um, no, Gregson all, talk about his Xfinity stuff as well. Yeah, so that was really fun. He'll be coming up this Saturday in the Alsco 300. The the truck race on Friday, I thought, I mean, obviously, you know, Kyle Busch runs the truck race. You pretty much know he's going to win unless something happens because he's just that much more experienced and he knows how to drive those things. But again, we saw some terrific performances from some teams who don't normally run in the front of the field. Yeah, it, it was a really interesting race because, like you said, if Kyle Busch runs, unless something happens to him, you know, there's a pretty good chance he's going to win. And I, I was skeptical for the, the first couple minutes of or the first couple segments of that race, you know, watching because there was some mistakes Kyle Busch had. He would he would drop back yep. to the you know top inside the top ten or even outside the top ten at some points, but he would always find his way back back forward. And I think that really um, that really showed resonance to me about what Spencer talked about earlier, just about how similar the Cup Series is to the Truck Series. Yeah. That way, I mean, he's got a lot of seat time in these cars with the packages and how they run so similar. So it's no surprise to me with the the caliber of driver he is versus the experience he has in both the cup and the truck for right. him to see all that experience carry over. Well, you know, again, him getting the win, it was it was so cool to see, for example, Brennan Poole in the on point motorsports truck. I mean, Brennan was top seven or ten all day long, both practices qualifying i mean he had a terrific day and wound up on the podium and that just to see that team go out and put on that kind of a performance on a big stage like charlotte was pretty remarkable it, it really is and it really shows you know again what we talked about earlier of how the small teams and, and the smaller organizations can yep. really 
pull together great runs with these, this truck package. And it was crazy throughout the entire race. You saw three wide, sometimes even even four wide right. at some points. I mean, it's not an it's not an easy task to drive these trucks or any of these national series cars. And and I think it showed true at Charlotte. So. Getting a, a podium, especially with the smaller organization, is no small feat, and that was amazing to see. It really was. It was a good run. They needed that kind of a that kind of a run, and and really excited to see uh, see him go out and do that. Another driver that really impressed me didn't have great luck in the race itself, but all day long was up there. Cody Rohrbach. I mean, a driver that you just you wouldn't ever think would be in the in the top ten in the truck series. Both practices was up there and really did an outstanding job. And, and it's it's really difficult, especially for that race. Yep. When you're practicing at and qualifying at three different points during the day. Yes, exactly. You're, you're practicing in the morning, qualifying in the yep. afternoon and racing at night. So nobody really knew what to expect the entire race. So everybody was really on edge the entire race. So, again, to see the smaller teams be up there and, and be level headed and, and be able to pull off. So some great runs, like you mentioned, his, his his day really didn't end the way he really wanted to. But, I mean, it still shows strong, especially at that track. Well, when you look down the finish, I mean, Kyle winning, Brennan Poole, we mentioned finishing second. Stuart Friesen, a driver who just, he keeps, he gets there. He hasn't got that win yet, but he, boy, he's, he's knocking, on, he's knocking on the door. Yeah, you got to be in him to win him. Had a second, now a third. I mean, you know, he's uh, Ben Rhodes, a fantastic race to finish in fourth and Matt Crafton on a mile and a half, they're starting to creep back to being the 88 team that we used to know. And, and, and I want to say that, you know, adding, adding a veteran like Johnny Sauter to the arsenal with veteran Matt back Crafton to the arsenal. Well, yes, you can say back to the arsenal He's back too. home again. So adding him back to the arsenal with Matt Crafton, you know, it's gotta be good for that program because yep. the two veterans who have been around the truck series for, for many, 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 many years, you know, almost rival Kyle Busch in some yeah. respects. And I mean, even last year, we saw Johnny Sauter beat Kyle Busch no in doubt. the Truck Series race. So yep. seeing those guys over on the same team meshing together has really got to be helping that program. Austin Hill finishing in sixth, Todd Gill in seventh. And then here comes Anthony Alfredo, fourth truck start finishes a solid eighth place. I don't think Anthony was ever out of the top 15 all day long. That's a young man driving right now for GMS Racing who's going places in the sport. He, he really is. And, and it's like you said, I mean, he practiced in the top 10. He, he qualified 15th yep. and he ran there the entire day. So it's not like he just came out of nowhere. He, he picked his cards, played his battle crew had very minimal mistakes on pit road which really pays so it was great to see him get his career best finish now soaking up the sun in bermuda yeah. on vacation not really family vacation really, yeah it, it wasn't really planned to go celebrate the top 10 but hey you get to go celebrate your career best finish have a nice family vacation and enjoy Absolutely. some beach time and uh grand m finger finishing ninth ross chastain 10th and this is an example of the result not matching the performance he was up front running with kyle bush for a good part of this race and running in the top three or four and uh, kind of got into a bit of a, um, you know, back and forth with some other trucks toward the end and got bounced around a little bit, some damage and that uh, put him back to 10th. But Ross Chastain had a really, really good run again in that Nice Motorsports truck. Great, great race on Friday. Really set the tone, I think, for what we're going to see this coming weekend, because I think uh, both races 
are going to be very, very good races. It was, uh, it was cool to watch. And of course it certainly set the tone for the next day when all of the all-star, uh, racing started happening. Yeah. When the, the all-star came and it, it was interesting to hear Joey Gase talk about that, you know, things changed, but the fundamentals of each package right. were still there. So a lot of these drivers probably learned a lot that they can take into the 600 and use, which I think would make the race even better because everybody has a little bit of information going into the race. Oh, run. I'm sure. I mean, the all-star open racing was incredible. I mean, it doesn't get any more exciting than what we saw at the end, especially of the first two segments. Um, you know, William Byron coming from fourth to first and then Bubba Wallace sneaking in as well in the second segment and being so aggressive. And you saw several drivers banging off each other back and forth trying to, I mean, it was the type of racing that we used to see every week in NASCAR. And it was fun to watch a couple of those younger drivers finally have some success and get themselves into the big dance later that night. It was really an incredible, really, because, I mean, I was sitting in three and four, you know, taking photos and yep. all, that, all of that. And for the first two segments, the people that were leaving in, or leading, I should say, in three and four didn't come to the segment win. Yeah, it, it was crazy. You could see them coming. And then as soon as, as soon as they would go out of turn four, I would lose sight of them. And then you would hear somebody else won the segment. I was like, what is going on? Oh, it was amazing. It was just incredible that the the late race cautions in those first two segments that set up the overtimes were amazing, and I love the fact that the segments couldn't end under caution. I thought that was great. Um, Kyle Larson winning the third segment, he had a bit of an easier time coming to the line, not really challenged as seriously, um, and got himself into the show. And then, of course, Alex Bowman getting the fan vote. I don't think anybody was real surprised. No. I think we we're more surprised that he couldn't quite get in through any of the segments. And, it's, and it, it was crazy to me because he was he led in every, yeah. all three segments. He, yep. he led a couple laps. And, and that just goes to show there was a couple heartbreaks in that race. You yeah. know, Daniel Hemrick was up there. He started yep. on the pole and, yep. he, and he was up there and he looked like he could win a couple of segments and then had some issues and got into the wall and, and tore up the rear end. Daniel Suarez, another car that was fast, just couldn't make it in. I think that just shows how tight the package is and how, yes. and, and how you, you know, close everybody is now. They all wanted it that bad that guys like, you know, William Byron and Bubba were, uh, like I said, a lot of aggression, a lot of contact. It was just, you know, Katie bar the door the last few laps of those segments. Uh, everybody wanted to get into the dance. And once we started the all-star race itself, I thought for a little while it was just kind of going to be eh, okay. But then as we got sort of in the middle to the end, I thought it was amazing. Everybody really played their cars, cars correctly and yep. kind of held held our held their stuff towards the end and I think that showed in that fourth segment you know there, there sure. was a lot of cars that showed some speed you know the Penske cars were up there you know Jimmy Johnson Chase Elliott yep. they were all running up there it was amazing to see and I think that's why we said you know we're excited for the 600 because like Joey said not very much of the package is different so if we can have that kind of racing and everybody that close, we're going to come this weekend and have a phenomenal weekend. Well, and the question becomes, can Kyle Larson win the 600? I mean, he's he's won the all-star race now, and he's got that momentum. 600 miles is a whole different situation. I, I, I Building a car for 600 miles, 
might seem difficult, but Kyle Kyle Busch told us in the media center he believes cars nowadays can go 800 to 1,000 miles. Yeah. Not that we'll ever see that. So really the car is not really an issue, so it's more on the driver. Well, and that's something, what I'm saying. And something we've seen this year is the, the, the this package has produced harder, hotter race cars inside yeah. the cockpit. So being able to stay hydrated throughout the event and, and keep your shape and, and keep physically fit during the race, I think – is going to be difficult making sure you don't fall out of the seat. No doubt. It's going to be hard. So do I think he can do it? Yes, because, I mean, he's coming off that amazing – I don't even think he stopped partying tonight with, with how much he's done. So it, it's amazing to see him. Much more to talk about as we continue with the show. We're also going to talk to Camden Murphy. One of the uh, we're, we're going to get a bit of a different motorsports perspective here coming up uh, right around the turn. Lead Lap Radio continues on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media's Facebook Live right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. This is Anthony Alfredo, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to 
our uh, live edition from K1 Speed. This is Lead Lap Radio here on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media's Facebook Live. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch. We've got Randy Miller back in the Race Chaser Studios up in Mooresville. We're down in Concord, not very far at all from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. And we've got uh, Camden Murphy with us. Camden's actually been on our show uh, once before, but uh, happy to have him in a live situation here. And since we last talked to you, not only are you continuing to do what whatever you can in the NASCAR world, but you are now also one of the featured drivers in Monster Jam. How in the world does a young driver from Chicago go from NASCAR to Monster Jam? That is a strange path. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and truthfully, it comes to where the whole the whole situation with finding funding and the partners and stuff like that to go racing in NASCAR. I figured, man, I have to find a different way to 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 do to be the make a living motorsports essentially. And this is what I've wanted to do for my entire life, and uh, to be able to do it for a living is huge. But truthfully, I, I just kind of found myself with an opportunity to go to Monster Jam University in 2016, and was incredibly fortunate to get through that program and everything. So. What is Monster Jam University? <laughs> yeah, so MJU is where you go and you train, you audition with Tom Mentz, 11 times, well, actually now 12 times for a final champion. Exactly. So but we go out there and they train so many people all year long and uh, trying to find the, the next driver. And I was just fortunate enough to be handpicked out of a, out of a, a select few in 2017. And my rookie year was uh, 2017 as well. <laughs> what kind of skill set did you have that made you stand out at, at Monster Jam University? What do they look for? Well, really, you know, a lot of it is media skills, uh, truthfully, because we do a lot of media each and every single week. And we spend a lot of time with the fans, which is the best part I love about Monster Jam. And I think they do so much better than NASCAR because with Monster Jam, we spend hours with fans, not a 30 minute autograph session in a big table with a big line at a NASCAR track. We have our dedicated lines and our dedicated fans come and see us for three hours or so, four wow. hours. Sometimes that even longer at the Monster Jam World Finals is a seven hour long pit party. So oh it's my. really awesome to have that kind of time with these Monster Jam fans. And tell me, what's the adrenaline rush like? I mean, obviously you've had the adrenaline rush of, of driving stock cars and stuff, but what that's a whole different level i mean those things are huge what what is it like driving one of those things you know it, it's like a roller coaster but times 10 truthfully yeah. because you know driving in any form of motorsports it's always different you yeah. know it doesn't matter what you drive everything you drive is going to drive differently and we're driving a 12,000 pound elephant that doesn't like to go where you want it to go. You know, so you have to force that 12,000 pound, 1500 horsepower beast to go where you want it to go. And again, sometimes it doesn't go there. So it's a crazily adrenaline rush. And, and honestly, honestly, you know, your head's always bouncing around. So trying to keep focus in that time and pulling off some of these crazy tricks that we're doing, these moonwalks and these stoppies and backflips and all these crazy things on two wheels in these, again, 12,000 pound trucks is so cool. And you mentioned, you know, spending time with the fans, but obviously the the show, I mean, obviously all motorsports is somewhat centered around entertainment, but Monster Jam is just that, you know, that, that circus of, of, you know, fuel and, and power. So, you know, what's it like to you to be able to see the fans react and, and kind of build off of that and just do all of that? It's crazy because we travel the world putting on shows of Monster Jam for incredible Monster Jam fans across the globe. So it's really cool to be able to be in that position to put on a great show for fans. And heck, we actually just went to, I believe it was South Africa for the first time. We had three shows over there. We sold out 
every single one, roughly 65,000 people. Wow. It's crazy to see. And just to be able to, to be a part of that and to entertain the fans in that aspect, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Now, the stunts that you guys do with the trucks, is that part of the whole Monster Jam University training as well? Kind How of. do you learn to do that? Honestly, a lot of it is trial and error. You know, we do some of that at MJU. Um, but uh, honestly, once you get out into the field and once you're driving at shows and competitively, you know, you have to pull some of that stuff off to get a good score because the fans judge themselves. You can go on the phone, you go to judgeszone.com, and you get to score. Every single fan in there gets to score you. So honestly, you're trying new things because you have to have to innovate and you have to come up with new stuff because it's really cool what we're seeing, what we're doing today. And you say, you know, every fan gets to score you and you kind of came out of that program. So what does it mean to you to have that fan support and, and be able to, you know, you know, give it all to the fans? It's honestly incredible. I mean, it's incredibly humbling and it's awesome to be able to have the time to spend with fans. Actually, I had a Monster Jam fan right here. He came out here. He's been yeah. a fan of mine for a while. And uh, it's really cool to have that kind of support and and to make that personal connection with the fans, too, is so awesome. So, you know, we have fans that will post stuff all the time online, and, and we, we have always try to meet up with them, like like my man over here. I've, I've raced them here at K1 before, so it's really awesome to have that fan connection, and I think that's what Monster Jam does right. So I, I noticed your shirt there, the, the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. You know, talk about your charity a little bit. What is it? What is that like? Yeah, so I actually started volunteering at the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Chicagoland in Northwest Indiana on Christmas morning of 2012. And since then, I've wanted to carry them throughout any sport or anything that I do, carry them through it as, as I go in my career. And a truck for my very first NASCAR start in 2014, wow. I campaigned to fund the start. And uh, ever since then, I've had them on board. And we actually won this race last year, the inaugural race. We were able to bring home a little over $1,600 for the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Charlotte. Uh, so it's really awesome. I've been able to travel the world and revisit different Ronald McDonald Houses. So it's awesome. The bad news is we know Camden didn't win this time because what you were hearing in the background a few minutes ago when everybody went nuts, that was the presentation <laughs> of the podium, and you're sitting here with us. So not quite as good of a luck uh, situation for you this year, but uh, you had a lot of fun anyway. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And anything for charities and anything going towards good cause is always a good time. But being able to bring racers together and have a lot of fun, it's it was nuts out there. I mean, beating and banging. At one point, I went from, like, eighth to third and then third back to tenth. And, like, I mean, just – Everybody's racking. It was crazy. Sounds like All-Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly, yeah. But, uh, you know, congratulations to him. I did an awesome job out there, but uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Okay, so talk about NASCAR. You you had a chance to get on the track at Charlotte. Um, again, not necessarily the result that you wanted, but um, you did get a start. What's the future for you in NASCAR this year? Truthfully, all it comes down to is the partners and funding. You know, just like everybody else out there in this sport. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was actually my first opportunity to get out on the track. Joni Machek gave me a call, needed me to make a couple laps in the 8 truck this weekend. And it felt great to be back in the truck, that's for sure. And, you know, the last time I was in it was Homestead. And ever since then, I've been driving a 12,000-pound Monster Jam truck. So being able to get back into the NASCAR stuff is, is definitely awesome. So I'm working on it. We're trying to see. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be driving a car, an Xfinity car, this weekend at Charlotte. Um, awesome. So, yeah, I'm hoping so. Uh, hasn't confirmed it just yet, but uh, hopefully that turns into something for Pocono as well. And, and what's what's the learning curve? Like turning your you know, flipping a switch? Because normally when you're driving a Monster Jam, 
flips are welcome, but uh, in, in NASCAR, not <laughs> so much. Yes. But, so, what, what's it like, you know, flipping the switch and getting back on the asphalt? Well, really, you know, it's just like any professional motorsports uh, racer out there. Is anything you get into, you have a totally different driving style. So it really wasn't that bad. I mean, I've been racing on asphalt circuit tracks my entire life up to the Monster Jam. And so it, it really is not that big of a deal for me to flip that switch. But, uh, you know, any any professional driver out there can, can flip it. But it was actually kind of funny. All the fans and all the crew guys on the NASCAR officials like, man, what have you been doing lately? You've been driving these Monster Jam trucks. Just don't flip this weekend. That's not what we want to do here, okay? Don't put it up on the two front wheels. We don't need that. So. Now, I, I'm looking at your business card here, and it says driver coach. I, well, here's what I know a lot of people in our audience want to know because we got some real nuts in our audience, okay, with pickup trucks. So are you a driver coach for Monster Jam or a driver coach for NASCAR, or what? Because like, can you teach them how to do your tricks with their pickup trucks? <laughs> well, we got a few that would be nervy enough to try it. Ah, uh, that might that might be a challenge. But no, I do a lot of driver coaching on the side with uh, road courses all over the country, Road America, Watkins Glen, Sebring, just to name a few. And I do a lot of that stuff in Porsches, Lamborghinis, and all sorts of stuff. So do a wow. lot of private driver coaching with that. Um, and on the NASCAR side of this thing as well, you know, I've been at it for, for a few years now, so don't get to race as much as I'd like to, uh, and don't get to get to the track as much as I'd like to, but I'm out there. If I'm not driving, I'm there working. I'm in the shop during the week when I can be and stuff like that. So, uh, but definitely driver, co driver coaching is definitely something else I do too. Well, that's pretty neat. You've been able to sort of take that experience that you had growing up and use it to teach others as well. And that's uh, really a cool thing that happens when you get to a certain level as you get those opportunities to pay it forward. Yeah, you know, I'm incredibly fortunate. I mean, I'm 22 years old, loving, doing what I love to do, and I can't beat that. You know, I'm having a whole lot of fun. Of course, the NASCAR side of things isn't exactly the way I'd be loving to do it right now, but uh, with Monster Jam, it couldn't be going any better. We have a great partner with Spin Master on board. I'm driving the brand-new Bakugan Dragonoid Monster Jam truck, and it's so much fun. I mean, the, everybody at Spin Master loves what they do. They're dedicated, and they, they just love having this truck out there and seeing it perform good, and it, it's been such a great year, and I'm looking forward to the future on that side of things as well. I feel like Monster Jam has sort of a Bowman Gray Stadium aspect about it, right? So, like, if you ever got the chance to race at Bowman Gray Stadium, you'd be a hit. I'd love to, man. I, I'd race. I would race anything. I'd race a shopping cart if I had the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I bet you probably would. Okay, I know you have a lot of people that have helped you kind of put all this together. Talk about some of those folks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a bunch of people back home in Chicago that have supported me along the way, like Jeff Myers and Car Doctor Jr., he was the president of the series that I raced in my very first series. And uh, it's so awesome to have the support of him all throughout my career. And, and O'Hare Autobody and Mark Sines, Car Doctor Jr. again. Um, but uh, there's so many great people back home that have helped me and supported me through all of this. And, and also the Ramadan Dallas Charities of Chicagoland, Northwest Indiana. They're on board with this. And they're just having so much fun along the way as well. And so, my parents, of course. They, I mean, they, they've supported me along the way. Unfortunately, not financially. They can't. But uh, they've incredibly incredible support and in, in with my adventures. Well, if it wasn't. If it wasn't for your parents to do that yet, Spencer Boyd ragging on you for not winning. Um, I don't think he won either, did he? No, he was behind so me, so go. I don't well, know. Yeah, I don't you know, know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, if it wasn't for your parents, you wouldn't be here, right? So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so we, we don't know quite where maybe this weekend for NASCAR, but what do you got coming up for Monster Jam? Where can people find you, see you, and 
and follow you. Yeah, so actually the best place to follow me is on Instagram at camden.murphy. Uh, that's the best place to keep up to date with me, as well as Facebook at Camden Murphy. Uh, but uh, honestly, I, my next show is East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Stadium nice. in uh, about two weeks. So I, we have Charlotte this weekend, Pocono, and then uh, my show at East Rutherford. And then the following weekend, I have Foxborough, Massachusetts. And then I believe I go to San Antonio, Texas a few weeks later. But uh, as long as you keep up on my Instagram, at camden.murphy. Find me on there, and you keep up to date with everything. We appreciate the chance to visit with you again. Absolutely. We're glad we got to do it in person this time. We'll have to get you into our Race Chaser Definitely. studio for an upcoming Thursday show. So, of course. Awesome. Okay. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. That's Camden Murphy. When we, We're going to step aside. When we come back, we've got more to come from K1 Speed as the – Charity Invitational is now concluded, but we're here for about another half hour finishing up things on Lead Lap Radio right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. 
Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Cole Custard would taste pretty good right about now. Uh, welcome back to League Lap Radio here on Performance Motorsports Network and Race Chaser Media's Facebook Live. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch. Coming to you from K1 Speed in Concord. We've been here, obviously, all evening. The charity invitational event, which was the reason we came here, is now over. And the bad news for our guest currently, Diego Alvarado, is that uh, he didn't win either. But uh, (laughs) you had a good time, and that's all that matters. And, Diego, I know that um, you get to have some fun doing a different type of racing. Yeah. You're online, but but you're kind of in a serious situation racing for Richard Petty Motorsports. Talk about exactly what that means for our audience and how that all happened. Yeah, so uh, I'm racing for RPM in what's being called the E-NASCAR Heat Pro Lead. Uh, NASCAR and 704, they came together to start up this eSports lead. Uh, obviously, iRacing did theirs uh, with their peak anti-free series, and they wanted to do something on the pick-up-and-play video game on at Spots and PlayStation. Uh, so it's... I mean, we're all kind of learning together on how to execute this with this being the first ever inaugural season. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild to think that I'm virtually racing for Richard Petty, the team, and teammates with Bubba Wallace, if you want to say. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been a surreal experience so far, and this week is going to be huge. Uh, heading up to the shop, going to uh, continue to meet with all the guys. We're going to do a bunch of video content, social content. And uh, we're doing a bunch of production days leading up to the big first round on Sunday. Did you ever think you would ever be in this position? Because, I mean, back in the day, we would turn any game into yeah. a racing game. I mean, we made GTA a racing game. We've yeah. been we've been on we've been on NASCAR Inside it's Line so and everything. Crazy. Have you ever thought you would be doing this? professionally no in front of all these people no it's crazy to think that i'm getting paid to play a video game and we did this we on did this. playstation a couple years ago yeah. starting a racing leads on whatever video game had a car anything that could anything exactly. we could drive we would race not not just an astro game like grand theft auto literally any video game yes. that had a car so you've been you've been heavy on social media yeah. these, these past couple years you know how important is that to you? I mean, I even saw you over the weekend during the All-Star race, you know, short, yeah. shooting stuff for content. How, how has that sort of changed the game for you? Well, dude, in today's day and age, like, content is keen. Like, being able to produce videos, uh, photos, literally any pieces that you can to share online is huge. Um, and I've been able to meet so many people through online, like you. Yeah. And so many other great people that are in my life and uh, I enjoy making uh, video pieces. I do photography uh, for Bill McAnally Racing in the NASCAR Canyon Pro Series West um, and I try to stay busy with anything that I can racing related. I, I think and, and correct me if I'm wrong but a lot of a lot of your journey to this point has been connected through online connections you know right. whether it's racing or just meeting up with people from social media yeah. and stuff you've been all over the place most people might not even know you're not from around here no you're, you're from the west coast you're i'm from, from california the complete opposite side of the country what what has the transition been like you know from you know switching over i mean you're still sort of in california but yeah. you've been over here a lot yeah. you know the past couple of years what is what has that been like uh it's been absolutely surreal like i've always dreamt of somehow being involved in motorsports and i'm still working towards that um 
obviously. Um, I, I don't know how long this pro league journey is going to last, but I've been having so much fun along the way, documenting my experiences, being able to uh, meet so many people. Um, and, yeah, I mean, last year I was living here in Concord, working, working with a couple Arca teams, and now I'm back here for the first time in, in a couple months. And um, it's, it's, it's amazing because somehow every other person in Charlotte, North Carolina, is somehow involved in racing, and I love it. And, and talk to me because you've been – You've been everywhere. I mean, I've even seen on your Facebook a little bit. You've done some motivational stuff talking yeah. to little younger yeah. kids. Yeah. What has that meant to you to have such a, you know, at, at a young age where those kids are so impressionable, be able to go and travel and, and talk about racing and talk about what you do and, and sort of, you know, keep everybody informed? Right. Well, I, I think the biggest thing for me is I've been in that position. You know, it wasn't too long ago that I was sitting in elementary, middle school, uh, you know, at, at a career day listening to all these other uh, professional um, doctors, athletes, whoever would come by class. And, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to say whatever I can, motivate whatever kids I can, even if they're not involved in racing, because a lot of people in California and the West Coast are not involved in racing or they don't really follow racing. Right. And I try to open them to a really great sport. I bring a lot of my school friends out to Auto Club Speedway every year to these races and try to introduce them to uh, the sport that I love, NASCAR. Well, and see, you've really been able to... I always talk about when I talk to people about racing, I always talk about the fact that it's a lifestyle. Right. And you've really been able right. to live that lifestyle yeah. in a way that a lot of other people haven't because you've been involved in so many different little pieces of it. And now you're getting to do something that obviously I could never <laughs> have done because there was no such thing as right. When, I remember when Pong came out. Wow. <laughs> Still a great <laughs> game, by the yeah. way. Yeah. It needs to come back. Uh, but I mean, you you get a chance to actually be on a NASCAR team yeah. in a way that, I mean, shoot, if you hit the wall, you just uh, hit the reset yep. button and reset do it again. Car, we're good. No, we're no risk of injury <laughs> in what you do. But it's still just as challenging. You guys test. You guys do all the yes. things the big teams do. Yes. Talk about that a little bit. I mean, it, it's super time consuming. Obviously, you know, we're not spending money like the real life teams right. because all we have to do is just push the reset button and we're loaded back with the fresh new car. But uh, me and my teammate on PlayStation, his name is Mike Bross. Um, we've been hitting hard, literally almost every single day, um, working on setups for the next race. And over the last 10 weeks, we've had a preseason um, series, 10 races of preseason races, and we've been nonstop on the consoles day and night working on those setups because that's really what it comes down to is how well your virtual car is uh, in that game. Um, so... We're, we're, I'm kind of doing it all, or we're kind of doing it all. We're the crew chief, you know, we're still the driver, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's been interesting. Talk to me about, you know, the day you found out, because obviously Bubba came up at, yeah. at ISM last year, made the announcement. Talk about, you know, the, the feelings, like we talked about. We've been doing this, you know, since we were probably 12, 13 yeah. years old. Yeah. What what was the day like when you found out, holy crap, I'm doing this So what's wild is that they had announced a draft show, kind of like what they do in hockey or in the NFL. Um, for the pro league, it was going to be held on the morning of the real-life NASCAR Phoenix Cup race. And funny enough, I was actually out in the middle of the desert, Las Vegas, Nevada, working or shooting for Will Rogers in the Mint 400. So I had no service while the draft was going on. Oh, I oh. didn't even know if I was getting pits. I was so worried because I was like, oh, my gosh, if I get pits or like if I don't get pits, am I going to see it? Like, am I even going to know like, what happens if some team calls me and I don't pick up? Does that mean I don't get the ride? Yeah. But uh, luckily, <laughs> um, the... Uh, 
vice president of RPM, Brian Moffitt, gave me a call um, a couple minutes after the draft was over and formally congratulated me uh, being a part of the team. And uh, I was ecstatic the rest of the day like that. That's for that moment is forever and changed my life. And, and talk to me about being a part of the team, because obviously you're, you're doing it online. But I mean, you've taken some time to go to a few races and right. kind of be guests of RPM. What has it been like getting to meet all the guys and sort of be a part of it and hang out with everybody? Yeah, it, it's been an awesome experience getting to meet the road crew, the pit crew guys, Bob Wallace, uh, Richard himself and everybody that makes this team go from a week to week basis. Um, super great group. Um, and I'm sorry, I, I missed part of your question. Uh, you know, talk about just experience. <laughs> it, it is pretty loud Rookie. here. Yeah. It, it is pretty loud here, but explain to me what it's been like getting to know everybody and, and sort of have these experiences at the track with them. I mean, great. Like, everybody, they're having a good time. They're all personalities. And I, I've only gone to hang out with them a couple times at Auto Club Speedway and then this past weekend at the All-Star and I'll, I'll be at the shop a couple more days this week to uh, still talk to everybody. So. That atmosphere at the All-Star race had oh to be electric in that, in that pit area. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually working on a vlog right now because I, I did a video uh, documenting my day of the All-Star. Um, and it was an unbelievable experience being on that pit box for segment one. You know, thinking that Bubble was going to win and he lost it to Byron and then coming back on segment two and everybody was so ecstatic. I will hear no more talk about Bubba Wallace's talent. Yes. Uh, he showed yes. how bad he wanted it exactly. at, at, in, in that weekend. I was really excited last week for him and for the whole team because yeah. they needed that. Exactly. So talk to me about this weekend. It's coming up. It's a big weekend. You're going to be straight in the fan zone. Yeah. Huge stage. All eyes are going to be on you. How bad do you want it? Oh, Dude, more than anybody else, I'm willing to wreck the Nets guy and their grandma for the W. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean over, turn off his console, so he's out of the race. All right, like we we put in so much work to not perform this weekend, um, and yeah, just just like how you're saying on we're on how we're gonna be in the fan zone, no pressure at all. They're building us a stage. We're gonna be in front of all these people in the middle of the heat. Like it's it's sort of like. NASCAR's version of Call of Duty World League. Yes. It's just you're sitting there on a big stage, yes. screens, cameras all on you, yeah. just watching yep. you race. So that's got to be surreal to think about. Yeah. Like you're here. It's going to be like 96 degrees. Do you get like a cool <laughs> suit to wear? I've been sitting in the sauna at the gym at the apartment complex that I'm staying at just trying to get prepared for this weekend because I am not used to this humidity and I don't know if I ever will be here in the See, East Coast. See, that's what all you West Coasters say. Yeah. It's like 115 in California, but it's a dry Yes, it's so much different. <laughs> Tell that to the turkey in the oven. <laughs> but it's, so it, it's got to be, there's, there's got to be a lot of circumstances, a lot of people, a lot of things you've got to think that make all of this happen, you know, from day to day to be able to test and be able to do right. this. Who are they? Who, who are the, you know, the people that help you out day to day? I mean, certainly my friends and family uh, for being so supportive in, in this whole deal. And to know they're all going to be watching. Uh, my teammate, like I said, Mike, he's been helping me out a lot because he's been playing these NASCAR Heat games 
for so long now, and he really knows the ins and outs and and uh, how to set up the virtual race car and how to get me up to speed. Because that's still something I'm learning is how to set up these virtual race cars, you know, knowing what the track bar does, knowing if, if I throw in a spring or change the PSI or the tire pressures on a pit stop, like how that's going to change the balance of the race car. And with our races being so short, like we got to make sure we're dialed in because we have no time at all to just lay around. Uh, they're only 30-minute races, so it's, it's going to go by quick. They're like little sprints, little heats. Well, we, uh, we've been happy to talk to Diego Alvarado a little yeah. bit. And uh, real quick, before we cut away the commercial, uh, where can people follow you now that you're doing this big thing? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'm on every social media platform imaginable. Um, you can just look me up on Facebook, Diego Alvarado, or Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's at 18Diego underscore DD. I'm gonna start yeah. wearing a T-shirt that says that. Yeah, Just free yeah you really, yeah, yeah. You you know, that's, that's really me. complicated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Diego Alvarado, we're happy to have been able to talk to you. We'll have to get you in the studio and have some fun yeah. with you one week. For sure. Uh, we've know. got one more segment coming up from K1 Speed, so don't go anywhere. Legal App Radio continues right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, 
always. Lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. As our lightning round begins on Lead Lap Radio, the first ever episode of Lead Lap Radio, formerly known as the Stock Car Show, oh, by the way, is now Lead Lap Radio. Same show, a little bit more of an expanded uh, sort of scope of racing that we'll cover. And just a new name, HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, still our presenting sponsor. And we want to thank the folks at strutmasters.com for being a part of the show as well. Uh, we enjoyed a weekend up there at uh, their particular show over the weekend their car show and i know it's the lightning round but before we get in the lightning round did you see we have wrapped up all of our driver segments just yes. a huge thank you to k1 speed this event has been phenomenal it's it been so been. much fun to sit here and get to learn about so many different forms of racing i mean we have monster jams monster jam not monster jams the truck series the xfinity series esports which yeah. is a new thing so we've learned so much on this show Along with a great atmosphere, like I was talking about later there, uh, earlier, there's so much stuff going You're on. Talking here. about it in advance. Yeah, and <laughs> there's so much stuff going on here. Uh, you can probably hear a lot of it in the background. They've wrapped up their feature. They're everybody's starting to head out, and we're going to be doing the same after this segment. It's been so much fun. It has been. We want to get through uh, a couple of topics here before we wrap things up. First of all, IndyCar qualifying over the weekend for the Indy 500. Oh my goodness, could could the last row shootout have possibly been any more dramatic? Sage Karam gets in, very emotional. Great to see Sage and Dreyer Reinbull back in the 500 again. Clausen uh, Marshall gets in with Pippa Man on day one, right at the MP30. And then Fernando Alonso in until Kyle Kaiser in the Young Coast Racing entry. One of the smallest, least funded teams at the track came out and bumped McLaren and Fernando Alonso out of the Indy 500. Here's my question to you, Chris Murdoch. As a fan, do you would you like to see Fernando Alonso? We know he's not going to do this. We already know it. But just would you like to see him actually go and buy a ride or do you prefer it the way it is? I, I think for me, Tom, I think I prefer it the way it is. I do, too. Because uh, it keeps the significance of bump day Absolutely. where it is. If you are if you have a bump day and somebody gets bumped and they're like, ah, just kidding, we're, we're, we're here at the back, it, it makes no sense. So keeping the tradition and, and, and keeping the field set the way it is is the way God intended it to be. Yeah. Leave it that way and don't change it at all. No, I agree 100%. Uh, and good to see Good to see Hinchcliffe get in as well uh, because they had another, they had a, a, a scare again with a crash early in the week and were able to put that car together and go out and find the speed to get in the race. So uh, looking forward to the Indy 500 for sure um, this coming Sunday. And of course, uh, a lot to be decided. Uh, I love the fact, as I mentioned, that Pippa Mann and Clausen Marshall made it in. I'd like to see more teams like Clausen Marshall end up being a part of the Indy 500 again to get some more of our oval guys, uh, the pathway or the bridge to run Indy once again. 
We talk about NASCAR. NASCAR, I mean, we have got everything here in the Charlotte area over the course of the week leading up to the NASCAR weekend. Tomorrow night, if you're in the area, go to GoPro Motorplex, the Little 600. Uh, you're going to see a whole bunch of the NASCAR guys racing in that one. And that's always a good time. And for once this year, it is not going to rain on the Little 600. Millbridge Speedway on the dirt running the Outlaw Carts on Wednesday. Speed 51 Open presented by HMS Motorsport. Going to be uh, there on Wednesday. <laughs> Looking forward to that. They have usually 60 or more of the Outlaw Carts. And Wednesday night is the big race for the Opens. So that should be a lot of fun. And then on Thursday, everything starts at Charlotte with pole night. You've got Legends cars running. You've got uh, Chorus Cup qualifying. You've got the ARCA Series running on Friday. You've got the World of Outlaws sprint cars running on Friday and Saturday this year. The Saturday portion after the Xfinity race. And then, of course, on Sunday, it all wraps up with the Coca-Cola 600 on Sunday evening. And the just, 500. Uh, uh, just amazing. Well, yeah, but at Charlotte, obviously. Yes. Just, so, yeah, just an amazing series of races all week here at Charlotte. It's an action-packed week, and I really don't think I would have it any other way, Tom. I mean, we're going to be stretched in about 60 different directions, but we're yeah. going to have fun throughout the entire week. You know, like you said, uh, the Little Six, you know, Millbridge, all of the pole night, all of the crazy stuff going on this week. And it's not, and it's not even NASCAR related. I mean, there's so much going on. It's it's awesome to see the community of racing one week just band together and put on a really good show. If you can't find something you like happening in the Charlotte area in terms of types of racing, then you're just way too picky because we've got dirt there, tracks. There's something for everybody. Yeah, we or got, as Jacob says, everything for someone. Yes. Yeah. There's. I mean. You know, we love it all, of course. We're just yes. uh, race fans of about anything that gets a green and a checkered flag. But it's a great week, week and weekend to be a part of everything here in Charlotte. But, of course, more and more than the local tracks around the country are opening up as well, especially in the northern half. I know my home track, the Oswego Speedway, running the Super Modifieds opening day this coming Sunday. Jim Champagne Memorial Twin 50s for the Supers, the 350 Supers, the SBS Division all running there. Um, the Cars Tour ran another event, Motor Mile, over this past weekend in two real close finishes uh, at uh, Motor Mile. Yeah, it was it was insane. You know, Carroll versus McCarty and, and, and Bubba Pollard taking home the victory yeah. and the Super Late Models. I, it's it's crazy to see how much of a resurgence short track racing has had yep. these past couple years, and I think it's so important to highlight you know local short track racing, absolutely not only in this area but around the country. And I think Fox Sports does a huge, huge, like great job, you know, highlighting a short track racer uh, from around yeah. the, the from around the area. It's it's crazy how how. How they can, like I said, the community can just band together and, and support racing in general. And I think that's what I like the most about this weekend. Obviously, it's a good weekend, you know, Memorial Day, and you know, you get to you pay your respects and, and give thanks to those who've served and those who are serving, but just everybody banding together. Okay, so let's get down to it while we got a little time left in this segment. We've got three huge races coming up on Sunday that I want to start with as far as 
some predictions and what we're going to see. Obviously, Sunday for a motorsports diehard, Sunday is basically as close to Christmas as you can possibly get. I mean, you you basically wake up and have breakfast with the Monaco Grand Prix, the F1 race, have lunch, watch the Indy 500, and have dinner with the Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR event. I want to start with F1. Monaco, one of the toughest courses to pass on. Qualifying, so important here. What do you look for at Monaco? Do we see Mercedes continue to roll? I, I think we do because, like you said, they qualifying so important. Yeah. It's such a it's such a one groove track. There's not a lot of room for passing. You've got to pick your points. So you got to look at somebody who's just got that raw yep. speed, and Mercedes got it. So I, I think Hamilton gets it done. Well, and I agree with you. I think that uh, Mercedes has just been on such a huge roll, and you're seeing Red Bull get closer. I mean, Ferrari has had their moments, but. Really, this has been all about Mercedes this year, whether it's Botas or Hamilton. Whichever one qualifies better, I think, is the guy that's going to have the advantage. But Lewis Hamilton is my pick to win that race. Always a beautiful race to watch. That is one of the most majestic race courses anywhere in the world. And how fitting that that starts us off on such a, an amazing day of world-class motorsports, um, the F1 race. And we move to the Indy 500 now. Here's a situation. We just saw what happened over the weekend in qualifying. We saw that even, okay, Team Penske ended up getting the pole, but it was not one of the two drivers that everybody expected. Simon Pagano continued his role, picks up the win on the road course, goes and sits the pole. Can Simon Pagano finish it with an Indy 500 victory, or does someone else get the win? Um, I, I can he do it? Yes. Is he going to do it? I don't think so. I I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick his teammate. I'm sticking with my guns and saying Newgarden gets Joseph it done. Newgarden wins the Indy 500. That's an interesting pick. I feel like there are about 20 guys that could win this race. I think once you get into race trim, I think Honda is going to be right there, and it just opens up the floodgates. I always hate picking someone obvious in this race because I always look sort of for the Hollywood story. And here's what I'm going with here. Okay, you've got a bunch of drivers at Andretti who just really didn't have a very good qualifying run. But I believe that coming out of that, you're going to see Alex Rossi go to the front, and I believe Rossi wins his second Indy 500 on Sunday. That, that's amazing. And, and while we're talking about F1, you know, you mentioned the major story of Alonzo and McLaren are out. But yeah. the, uh, on the flip side of that, Pippa Man and Clausen Marshall are in. And when we were talking about bonding, racing together, that's a huge statement. It I is. finally think that we can bridge the open uh, open wheel gap, bringing, you know, the dirt team, Clausen Marshall, to the yep. IndyCar stage is just amazing. There were two drivers, I thought that we would talk about as dark horses for the 500. Sage Karam's one of them. He's in the show. Pato Award was the other one, and Pato had a crash early week, and they just couldn't quite rebound and have quite enough speed over the weekend to get there him in the so show. There were so many shockers and um, so many crashes yeah. that happened. Yeah. It was crazy. But I think that's actually good for Pato because it didn't come too easy. Now he's going to ha- he's gonna come back next year with even more respect for the place, and I believe the knowledge he gained with all the struggles he had Pardon me, all the struggles he had this week 
will actually help him in the future as he runs more IndyCar. I think Pato's one of the stars of the future. All right, real quick, Coca-Cola 600. This is the longest race for NASCAR. You going with your boy Logano or what? No, I, I'm actually going to pick a guy who, who ran his, his tail off and I think will actually do well, Ryan Blaney. Blaney wins the 600. Okay. I'm actually going to pull a bit of an underdog in this one, too. And I'm going to go with the 24 of William Byron to win the 600. He showed some Hendrick raw stables. speed there at the All-Star. Yeah. Open. But I think the guy to beat is actually going to be Kevin Harvick. Yes. Yeah, I think I think Kevin is the guy that you really got to watch. That whole Stuart Haas uh, team is going to be really tough. I think Harvick is the guy to beat. But just something about William Byron, and especially the way he ran this past weekend in the Open, I think William Byron goes and gets it done. It would be a spectacular way to break in. And remember, another young kid who once drove the 24 car got his first win at Charlotte as well. So don't be surprised if William Byron repeats that this year. Okay, finally brings us to a close here. We've had a great show. Thanks to Jonathan Heitzman and everybody at K1 for having us. And thanks to all of our sponsors and all of you for listening and watching. For Chris Murdoch and Randy Miller back at the studio, I'm Tom Baker. Thanks for joining us tonight here on the all-new League Lap Radio. Back next Monday. See you then. Have a great racing weekend. God bless and good night. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.